Hey guys, it's Kim and Esmeralda here with another episode of Staying Grounded. In this episode, we will be talking about school. Ugh, boring, I know. (laughs) But, you know, we're here to give you tips and tricks on how to thrive in whatever learning environment you are currently in. So stay tuned. Warning, this podcast may contain sensitive topics and perspectives which may not align with your personal beliefs. But remember, our goal here today is staying grounded. So with the coming school season, I guess (laughs) that's what we call it, we figured why not talk more about school. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting how, you know, in elementary school, middle school, you're always told to get good grades to get into a good high school. Finally, you get to good high school. Then everyone tells you, sorry, to get good grades, to get into a good college. You're in college, and what's next? And I feel like within elementary and middle school, there's this whole thing with testing. And I feel like testing has a lot of, like, problems with it. You want to talk about that, Esmeralda? Yeah. So I I don't want to really speak on, like, the middle school process because that's so distant mm-hmm. of a memory. But True. obviously, in, <laughs> obviously in high school, like, the SAT is like the holy grail to some people Mm -hmm. in getting into college a lot of pressure and like a lot of power is Mm -hmm. given to standardized standardized testing and the grades that you get from it yeah which with the whole SAT there's already a lot of issues with that a lot of people have done studies on it a lot of people claim like college board that the SAT measures like a developed reasoning, which is described as the skills that students develop not only in school but also outside of school. However, the test was actually designed based off of the IQ test by the French philosopher, philosopher, I'm crying, <laughs> psychologist Alfred Binet, which that Ooh, te- like, mm-hmm, which that whole IQ test has its own problems. Yeah, definitely has a lot of flaws. But PBS kind of concluded that more recent psychologists have pointed out that the test has been found to measure only 18% of the things that it takes to do well in school. And thus, it's not a very good predictor of how a student will do in college. Yeah, definitely agree. And I feel like throughout my life, I've just heard about people that are, you know, really smart, but they just don't test well. And I think that's a big thing. And the fact that, again, so much weight is given to your SAT scores and like you could be a really smart kid but just not Mm -hmm. get good SAT scores and like you know that's a huge deciding factor a little I guess life anecdote is I went when I traveled to Jamaica uh my sister made made me meet with like this counselor and she's like a international schools kind of person so she helped like Jamaican kids get into like really good schools in like the U.S. or just around the world Mm -hmm. and my sister took me to her you know, um, to see, like, oh, like, what can my sister improve on? Like, what schools does she like to get into? And I was telling her the schools I wanted to apply to, and she was like, yeah, with those SAT scores, no, you're not. You better, like, take it again. And <sighs> I was just like, bruh. Also, a lot of schools, not every school looks at the SATs, but I feel Most like- do, I feel like. If you're trying to go on, sadly enough, if you're trying to go to a top-tier school, like, but I know people who've gotten to the top tier schools and had not good SAT scores. So 
But are they the exception or is like because the rule versus the exception? I think yeah. comes into play with the testing. That's like the worst part. That's bad. Um, but like at least I told myself. So <laughs> you know they don't define you. Um, <laughs> they don't. They don't. Once you take the, I honestly haven't thought about the SAT since same. I literally. <laughs> well, actually, Loki, I was thinking like if I took it again, like what score would I get? <laughs> And trying to get into college, obviously you have to somewhat take that test seriously. And mm-hmm. I think my best advice in trying to do well is literally practice, because yes. it's not a it's not a test of like measuring your intelligence. At least what I believe, I think it's a test of how well you can answer certain questions. And those questions you can learn to answer well by they, practice. They literally ask the same types of questions. And for me, how I prepped is I had like two SAT books and I like did some practice tests but also mm-hmm. YouTube videos on Khan like, Academy I love Khan Academy <laughs> even like I watched a couple videos on English which is so weird like why am I watching like obviously I can't <laughs> read can I read JK um but no I watched videos on how to read mm-hmm. and just like punctuation after that like I just understood like a lot more so those are just some tips but you know now we've arrived in college some of you might be on the same path or you're already there but, you know, we're at college. Now what? Like, what are we looking forward to after this? I think that in college, like, a lot of people lose their drive and they go through, like, you know, burnout. Which is very real. A little yeah. anecdote here. I think I've talked to almost every one of our, like, friends. Like, when we talk about our first semester, first year, I always, like, I never fail to mention the burnout of, like, just going from IB Central to college. It's like, in high school. The teachers are more kind of over you, like, why aren't you doing your work today? Yeah. Um, but in college, it's really just, you know, up to you and you have to have that drive yourself. True. I know one of the questions I had to answer myself is like, I want to be here. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really ask themselves that question before applying to college because we're so trained to think like, if I want to be successful, I have to go to college. I have to do this. Every every adult around me is telling me to go to college. And being that both my parents did not go to college, they were very much pushing this path. <laughs> they don't even Same. have the experience behind it, Same. but they still pushed it. I think it's because like they know how important it is like going into the world, which we'll talk more about later. You know, going back to I guess like first year in college I feel like a lot of people also lose themselves because it's definitely a time to explore especially for people who were in like strict households and now they're free I remember (laughs) one teacher told me like you know a little story from one of her friends in college and her parents were super strict and then she got to college and she just became super reckless Mm -hmm. and I feel like those who've always been reckless now they have no one to really hold them accountable so I think that in college, people really have to learn how to be accountable for themselves because, like, you're kind of there alone, at least if you're traveling, you know, somewhere else. Um, Even without that, you know, you're alone with your studies, kind of, unless, you know, you make a friend group that's Mm -hmm. decent. But, yeah, for the most part, you're worrying about yourself. Yeah, it's definitely a time to become independent in a lot of different aspects of your life. There are many different types of institutions. There are two-year colleges where you can get your associate's degree. Um, and I guess the typical ones that most high school students end up going to are like four-year 
colleges where like they'll get their bachelors and mm-hmm. even within that there are community college local colleges state schools out-of-state schools and then just like IVs and high national ranking schools mm-hmm. and I feel like going into like the college process it was just so it was a bit like stressful I don't know about you but when I was applying I honestly despite the amount of time you think you should spend on figuring out what your future should <laughs> look like in college I didn't yeah. literally the college I attend now I did the application the day of literally wait okay same and literally <laughs> I, I was like I even contemplated about not submitting it because I was like I have homework to do oh my god the mentality back then the college process like for me it was like very intimidating but I feel like once I actually got started I was on such a high like just to like figure out what schools I was gonna apply to like that was stressful but once I had them and I submitted my first like essay I was like this is so easy like I literally applied to like I think I don't I don't know how to say the name I feel so embarrassed. It's like Bod- Boduin. Boduin. Bod- oh, Boduin. I remember, remember you. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, Oop, let me just apply. And I don't know, the way that at least for our school, I'm pretty sure all schools, you had to request like something from your counselor. And I didn't request that for that school. And so I literally applied on a whim because I was like, oh, applying is so fun now. And <laughs> yeah, I ended up like rescinding my application because I was like, I don't actually have the materials for you. I definitely also did things last minute also I think that's partially because of like you know the stress of IB but also me procrastinating so like a lot of my college essays got done like the Mm -hmm. night of I'm like struggling to write I think I didn't take the application process as seriously as other people did not to think not to say that I didn't think college was important it was just it was like the present versus the future kind of debate like what do I focus on first I definitely know people that like um wrote their essays like you know weeks maybe like yeah a whole month like ahead and I'm like bro like <laughs> I wish I was that I wish I was that student but I was yeah not. <laughs> I, I took I, I'm not saying I didn't take it seriously I obviously did but like I was just too lax about it Ezra and I I think we applied to a lot of the same schools mm-hmm. um and we got into a lot of the same schools but you know we didn't go to any of those schools because <laughs> you know we valued our education like literally the only schools that we did not apply to that were that weren't the same is that right Mm-hmm. anyways um was her own school and my own school and I think you applied to like temple and I didn't apply to temple I don't know mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to temple but anyways yeah. I it was like it was like uh, I hate saying this like the safety school type thing yeah but it was like a school that I had a high chance of getting into let's say I yeah. didn't get into any of my other schools but go ahead yeah I think my safety which I don't think you applied to was like St. Joe's yeah I didn't <laughs> I did not want to go to St. Joe's <laughs> my parents will kill me to go there because it was like not cheap but again I think later when or if you already got to your college decision making process you know you mm-hmm. take into account like money and also education they're both very important we both go to really expensive um, schools which is I don't yeah. know ridiculous the amount of our tuition it is, is. <laughs> no people complain so much it's crazy you know? yeah so I guess like you guys should be working hard if you know again if you're a high school student mm-hmm. work hard to you know secure some merit-based scholarships or yeah in college you know there are scholarships online which low-key I should look at but I'm too lazy but you know I'm telling you guys so you can get them <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being real honest if there are any high schoolers who actually listen to this literally look whatever 
college you're applying to, look into the scholarships they offer for that school. If, like, because you have to usually apply for them before, with I mean, alongside your actual like application to be really? accepted. Yeah. So like, I didn't pre- do that. I know I I didn't do it either. It wasn't until like literally after my first year that I'm realizing like most of these schools have applications like the presidential scholarship oh, or so you can apply for more scholarships. But those are door, and you have to do them beforehand because then like the presidential scholarship at my school, you literally get. It's like a full full four years, free tuition, free room and board, free textbooks, X Y Z. Like, so dope. and it's just out of lack of not looking into these things that people kind of miss out on these opportunities. So please, just get free money. It's so important <laughs> because I really believe that like college should not be this expensive. Education yeah. should be free. Not to Literally, be a socialist, like I want to go to <laughs> education or like anywhere else besides here where education is cheaper. Anyways, when you're in college, choosing a major, it's never too late to, you know, switch until it is too late. I'm dead. <laughs> so in regards to choosing a major, like, are you choosing what you love or where the money is? Dun, dun, dun. I always hear from people like. If you do what you love, the money follows. Like, yeah, I think you should keep that mentality when you're deciding what you want to do. And what you love might change. So also Definitely. keep that in mind. I was th- literally yesterday after I got out of the shower, I was just thinking, because like, for those who have missed a couple episodes, I guess, I've been watching a lot of Korean dramas and I'm learning Korean. Mm-hmm. And I just have realized like how much like I love languages and I always want to learn another language, but then I get lazy. But anyways, I was just thinking like I would love to be like a linguist or something like that. That'd be super cool. Yeah. But as of now, my passion is currently psychology. And Esmeralda, I don't know, what's your passion? JK. <laughs> it's kind of funny that both me and Kim are psych majors. <laughs> but we and have both psych majors. Different paths with our psych degree yeah. um Esmeralda what do you want to do with your life currently oof big question um well I'm on the pre-med track of so wait <laughs> both me I'm and Kim are on, yeah, the we're pre-med both on pre-med track. but like you I don't want to anymore because <laughs> I hate chemistry so I want to be a physician maybe go into pediatrics I know neurology is like where I'm kind yeah, of super cool into that's why I decided to do psychology as my major um, but I was, I just want to bring this up. My friend, a childhood friend of mine texted me just recently and we were just talking about majors in college, like how's our first year, et cetera. And she was saying how she wants to, she's thinking about switching from nursing to like pediatric psychiatry, which That's I so thought cool. was such a cool ass step to do. Like, mm-hmm. and the way she was describing her interest in pediatric psychiatry I was like this sounds like you're more passionate about this than nursing so I definitely can see you going into that passion is really important I think in whatever you decide to study but go ahead Kim talk about your your future (laughs) oh as of now I guess because I'm still pre-med the goal is psychiatry even though I want to be a psychologist but again this goes to doing what you love or doing what the money where the money is Mm mm-hmm psychiatrists are like they're doctors so they do make more money and low-key my parents don't don't want me to be a psychologist because they think I'm not gonna make any money so as of now it's psychiatry which is they're both very similar Mm -hmm. quick plug to like 
med students or you know doctors in general vets (laughs) like those jobs can never go away like yeah computer cannot be doing our job you know but I feel like I don't know what's the word I don't with the I guess industrialization is that the Mm -hmm. word of the world yeah yeah I guess and and how everything's like turning to towards technology technology yeah yeah Um, a lot of jobs are gonna you know go extinct basically <laughs> obsolete um, jobs now i remember going to um basically like a professional event like my first semester and it was just like on a whim it was a lot of like science and tech people there and one of the women i spoke to she worked for a pharmaceutical company Oof, big pharma <laughs> but she mm-hmm. seemed really chill and really cool and she was talking to me basically about what you <laughs> basically talking to me about like when you are deciding to pick a career path or something that you want to do, it has to have a combination of several things. One, what you love. You love doing it. Two, is there a need of it in the world? How much are you gonna get money from it basically? I what about would... people, what about people who wanna like become artists and things like that? There's a need for um art. Art is culture. And That's every good valid argument. Let's think about remember in high school when we read that one um, poem from William Butler Yeats, and he was uh. talking about bringing the arts back. Yes. And he was referencing uh, the Renaissance era specifically. They saw the importance of like art, music, philosophy, all these things because this is like the foundation of like civilization, which I really believe in. There's always a need for that in the world. Um, so if you want to be an artist, go do that. I think, I really believe, like, if you're good at what you do, and you're, you work hard, and you're passionate, Mm -hmm. and you take the necessary steps to, you know, either be big or be successful, and whatever that means to you, you can make it, you'll live a good life. Yeah, and for those, like, you know, young entrepreneurs, again, whether it be in art or just in Mm -hmm. any business, um, take advantage of social media, like, yeah, you know, that's where our world is headed. So take advantage of it and build your business, build your name, and get out there. Don't let what societal standards of success is like discourage you from pursuing something that you actually want to do. Because I truly believe that there's a job out here for everyone. Everyone, there's and there's jobs out there that people will have to do. I think that there's like mm-hmm. this glamorization or like this this societal like pyramid or like classes of like professions that you can do like being a doctor versus like being working sanitation worker yeah custodian or someone has to do both of those jobs you know mm-hmm. Th- there has to be somewhat of a balance in the society for it to function like let's and go so... on a brief tangent real quick go ahead about how uh, it's not really a tangent but it's like how mistreated like people who are quote-unquote lower on the pyramid yeah are like whether it be sanitation workers or waitresses or mm-hmm. any of those people like literally spat on and disrespected and treated as lesser than i know my mom always talks to me about when i become a doctor or let's hope i become a doctor <laughs> you know because <laughs> like, you never know what happens in the future but yeah. as i intend to do is be a doctor that i don't look down on other people for what profession or career choice or just job that they have because they're all out here trying to make a wage. We're all trying to make a wage. 
Yeah. And some people didn't have the opportunity or didn't want to honestly go to college, become a doctor, be a lawyer. They decided to settle for a job that they think is comfortable for their life. And honestly, understanding that everybody in whatever profession they are, are people, they deserve dignity in whatever they do. So I'm going to just end it with that. (laughs) Mic drop. Definitely agree. Anyways, I don't have a transition. Studying tips and tricks while in college. First, I want to talk about, like, our own personal methods, you know, to personalize it a bit. Mm-hmm. How do I study? I don't, JK. <laughs> to be honest. I procrastinate. Uh, not healthy, but true. I it works for to, you, I guess. It does work. <laughs> I, I cram a lot, and I fall asleep studying, and I just wake up, and I'm like, wow, my mind is powerful. But I have to think, how much do I actually remember so eventually I kind of, my studying habit became becoming a frequent visitor of the library where I could, <laughs> like once, studying in the library is so much different from studying in your room or dorm mm-hmm. because like everyone else around you is studying. So like, what what do you look like, you know, being on your phone or messing around? A clown. So, <laughs> you know, you go to the library, get your work done. And I think it's really the best place to be. I feel like when, whenever I tried to do homework in my dorm, I fell asleep. So that was always a mess. Also, I used to always um, handwrite my notes. And then afterwards, I would transcribe it and I would type it. So it's like meter. And I think that way I could kind of review everything that I learned for the day. Mm-hmm. But that low-key became a hassle. But it definitely helped a lot. And I guess the third thing that I did was, at least for my psychology class, which is not necessarily good, but I would <laughs> I would try to apply what I learned to people. Like I would literally psychoanalyze people, and because <laughs> a lot of things I was learning actually did apply yeah. to like, some friends and what they were going through. So that was just like one way, just you know, making applications through life. And then yeah, so that's what I did. What did you do? <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not a studier, which is so bad. Like, <laughs> it, it's so hard for me to study. Like, yeah, especially because I usually am a person who picks up information really fast. So with the STEM classes, like, despite me picking up information pretty quickly, when it like neared a test, like the night before, I would do practice problems, reviewing notes, like, if I read something like math wise or like chem, if like I see if I see an example problem, like I'll understand the method. I, I know that's difficult for some people, but it's just how my brain works. Um, so I was very much a like night before kind of person for like literally all my classes, even when it came to papers. It's just, I work best under pressure. When I'm under pressure, my brain like goes into like the gamma waves area. Like they're just <laughs> they're just going at it, like typing away or like writing down stuff. So I was never really. I- I'm still not much of a study. I'm pretty much a like inbred procrastinator. It's kind of <laughs> horrible, but kind of moving into like the tips that we had. One of the methods that I've more looked into is the Pomodoro method. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's kind of big, kind of not. I don't know. It's big because a lot of research has been done on it and has been claimed to be one of the best methods 
to avoid procrastination and to study effectively. And the method is basically you study for 20 to 25 minutes. I think it's 25 minutes. Straight mm-hmm. on, no distractions, no nothing. You like you have a timer and everything. And then after 25 minutes, take a 5 to 10 minute break. Then another session of 25 minutes. And then another 5 to 10 minute break. And then another session of 25 minutes. And then 10 to 30 minute break, depending. And then you can like do this on and off throughout the week and as the week prolongs your studying time decreases mainly because of the fact of how effective you're studying in each day so you can you can do more research on that there's a lot of like videos on youtube a lot of studies the Pomodoro that, method yeah, yeah. the highlight the effectiveness of this method in studying super cool maybe we should try it out you know report back later on if it works out yeah <laughs> and also yeah. i think another studying tip that a lot of people can use is writing instead of typing Mm -hmm. writing notes you know use a lot more hand-eye coordination and that really you know logs into the brain so I think studies have been done for that right yeah yeah so one of the most famous studies is done by these Princeton scholars I don't know their names at the moment but they basically said that writing is a more effective way of absorbing information conceptually versus typing your notes out. This is, I think, based off like lecture classes, maybe without any visuals. I don't really remember the specifics of the study, but I remember them saying that people who type are basically writing down verbatim what the lecturer is saying versus people who are writing have to be more selective of what they have to write down. Um, because obviously you type faster than you write. So, but there was another study done by Columbia who kind of replicated it, kind of because the study was. I say that because I don't. I don't know how much I trust the study. It was kind of wishwashy, to be honest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that they had no conclusive evidence whether or not writing versus typing was more effective, and that they used their study to, you know, invite more people to investigate on the matter. Oh, so, like, for me, when I I stopped writing notes because, like, my hands got so tired. <laughs> but again, it definitely did work when I while I did write. Um, typing, I guess a pro for it for me was, like, it was just neater, faster. But again, like, I definitely felt like the information wasn't being logged in, and I have proof of that, kind of, because I found myself literally writing word for word what the professor was saying or what was projected instead of synthesizing it because I feel like Mm -hmm. when I write I kind of put in my own words um Mm -hmm. and that's like another thing when you're taking notes just uh synthesize the information and try not to copy word for word another studying tip and trick is reviewing your notes after a class or at the end of the day you know find the gaps in your understanding of the material ask yourself questions go to office hours understanding and figuring out what works best with you because this is all trial and error in terms of learning even all these things that we said might not work for you literally the pomodoro method in that study at the end they said it's it's effective but it might not be the best option for everybody now we're kind of like i guess fast forwarding our lives fast forwarding oh my gosh (laughs) in our lives and you know we're at graduate school or med school or whatever college isn't always the final step many people choose to pursue higher education um you want to talk about some reasons for that well one we could just talk about ourselves 
the career choices that you choose require mm-hmm. you to have higher education, aka going to medical school. I'm just gonna use my sister as an example who literally just graduated with a psych degree. And so she is looking to go to graduate school to either get a more specific or narrow um, studying. Like she wants to focus on autism, which you really can't do in college. So graduate school is kind of warranted to go into that field. Also, if you want to get into management positions, usually requires you to go into a higher education. Also, just being competitive in whatever Mm -hmm. field you're in, usually people decide to do higher education. Or if you just like learning, you know? Yeah, that's like the main thing for (laughs) for everyone. But like, that's a major plus, I would say. A little backtracking from higher education. There are several alternatives to going to a four-year college. One being trade Trade school. school. (laughs) And Kim can talk about that a little more. For those who don't know, which I would assume most of you do, trade school are, you know, an alternative to college where you can pursue a specific (laughs) trade. For example, I know, like, you can go to trade school for being an electrician or Mm -hmm. nursing, Mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. And I feel like there's a stigma behind trade schools and also community colleges. Like, they're looked down on because it's like, oh, you're not going to an actual, like, quote-unquote, like, college. But the fact that trade schools used to be, like, more common back in the day, because, like, trade school, you're actually learning a skill. I wanted to say this when we were talking about graduate school and, you know, just college in general, is I feel like, although I'm learning in college, obviously, I don't know how I'm going to apply what I learned to, like, the real world. And I, again, like, I think graduate school is kind of good for that, you know, specializing Mm -hmm. in something. But trade school, you're actually learning something right away that you can apply, you can use, and you can, Mm -hmm. you know, build something for yourself with. So that's why I think trade schools are important and should not be looked down on and if anything be valued because like the fact that people are learning do you know do you know how to do electric work like it's a little bit a little bit a little bit (laughs) just because like wait for real (laughs) (laughs) i know a little carpentry a little paint paint those are like skills that you know we kind of lack like everyday people lack in and we have it's mostly like an american thing though basically how ill-equipped mm-hmm. certain schools are at, you know, teaching us about, like, the real world. The Atlantic, they also wrote a whole article about, like, the stigmatization of trade schools and then trade school mm-hmm. over college. And they also mentioned how, like, in other countries that a trade school is, like, such a viable option. Like, people exercise going to trade schools so, so much more than in the U.S. Also, the fact that you don't have to go to college like Mm -hmm. but I feel like the way that America is kind of set up is like um you know employers are like ooh, college degree you know we'll hire you but like who is it Einstein Bill Jobs (laughs) oh Bill Jobs (laughs) (laughs) Bill Gates and Steve Jobs I don't know which one of them but one of them did both both Steve Jobs Jobs and Bill Gates did not Bill Jobs (laughs) Okay, not a smart um, one. <laughs> not a smart over here. Anyways, um, so yeah, they both didn't go to college, and look how successful they are. So again, like 
college isn't the only path to success but I guess it's like the most common or, mm-hmm. or I guess like easy in the sense that like you have more opportunities once you go to college college for older people which is like if yeah. you're in your middle age you you want to have a career change or mm-hmm. don't want to go into retirement literally it's never too late to go out and learn and if you think college is the best yeah. way to learn something then go for it i feel like a lot of elderly i don't know middle-aged people older people tend to feel like oh it's too late for me to do any more school work i'm too old like literally in terms of just education in general i always like kind of bother my parents to um you know learn another language again i am a huge aficionado of just learning languages i think it's super cool um, it's so good for your like, brain like yeah and so like, i don't I, i'm sorry just no, a little ahead. pause <laughs> um the language learning a different language is so good in terms of like broadening your perspective mm-hmm. especially that of can like world. do so yeah so do so much for you like socially like mm-hmm. learning wise like when learning um or watching my turkish dramas or trying to learn turkish when we were learning languages in high school you kind of realize like you know, despite living in america like there are different places in the world who experience mm-hmm. life in yeah very similar ways that you do too maybe a little like cultural differences but there are, you know i think we look at other countries and other people in other countries so distantly that we forget that they have feelings That's they want to express love do i want to have passions so and stuff. bad because i think it's yeah. so important to you know like see the world again so for those middle-aged people who decide to go to college they should not be like you know again looked down on or just like mm-hmm. questioned in the first place there's students just like you and for whatever reason whether they didn't have money to attend college or you know they were in some situation in high school like maybe they got pregnant and couldn't go to college but they're finally you know taking that step I think if anything they should be given like a round of applause because that is so like amazing mm-hmm. for them to decide to do and yeah. also immigrants I know we were just talking about you know international things um immigrants getting their GED or going to community college that's like a major like accomplishment to me everyone yeah. should be treated with respect and that's yeah. on RSPECT Aretha Franklin yeah. <laughs> so I very much agree that like it's so noble that like immigrants come here learning a new language learning just a new system of life like you know mm-hmm. the cultures are different obviously from where they're coming from and they try to adapt into this new environment usually for their children it's really commendable. Again, all these career options, all these, you know, paths that you can take all come together to create the reality that you live in. So at the end of the day, guys, we're only sophomores in college. But what do we know? I mean, we do know some stuff. Don't don't completely throw everything we said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, we are acknowledging that we're only sophomores in college little young ones over here trying to <laughs> traverse this whole conversation of life very difficult at our age at any age to be honest so take what we say with a grain of salt a lot of it is some uh, we've been talking a lot of anecdotal stuff sometimes mm-hmm. that's the best stuff to hear honestly like we can throw all these statistics at, uh, statistics at you but you know we're real people you're real people we vibe it on that level 
Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> guys, our lives could easily and quickly change. Nothing in our mm-hmm. life is set in stone. Your lives could change. Just know that. And also, everyone's definition of success is personal. So never look down on someone else's definition. And, you know, think about your own definition. Like, do you think that you're currently succeeding in life? And if you don't, mm-hmm. how can you get there? And if you don't know, ask us. Maybe we can <laughs> help you out. Hope you guys enjoyed this little tidbit about school and everything. Our next podcast is next Sunday. Hope you see us then. Listen then. Stay grounded. <laughs>